The Money Podcast with your hosts, Justin Harrison and David Bester. Money, 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 money. Let's talk about money. In this episode, we are talking about death and planning to die. But unlike traditional estate planning, today we are talking about creating a death file. Nobody really likes talking about death, but the fact is, none of us are going to escape it, so may as well plan for it. Now, unlike traditional estate planning, which involves creating a will, possibly setting up a family trust, and ensuring you nominate an executor for your estate, today we are talking about an additional element to make the transition of your death that much easier for your friends and your family. It goes without saying that everyone should have the basic estate planning in place, including having a will and ensuring some sort of financial continuation for your family. However, the one thing nobody speaks about is managing those first few all-important weeks when someone passes away. And often the financial and administrative mess that is left behind means that the family that so dearly needs to mourn ends up having to set that aside to take care of the admin mess. And this is where a death file comes in. It's a file that contains instructions, usernames and passwords, as well as contact and other information to make it that much easier for the family left behind to not only cope with the mess, but get back to normal as quickly as possible. Both Justin and I have detailed death files to help our families cope and get back on their feet. And we both have learned some valuable lessons along the way. So Justin, what exactly is in your death file? Well, for starters, I've written letters to my wife and to each of my kids, letting them know how much I love them, how amazing and how strong they are, and some other details on how to progress in life without me. Then there are, of course, the practical things like contact details to my banker, lawyer, business partners, uh, access to my trust accounts, access to emergency cash, as well as access details to my computer, my phone, and other online accounts, as well as a detailed list of services that should be cancelled or handled. I look at a death file as a here's what to do in the first 21 days plan, coupled with some strong guiding sentiments and words to ensure that my family remains emotionally strong and healthy throughout the process. Justin, most people fail to even have the most basic estate planning in place due to the fact that humans simply don't like to face their mortality. But how can we motivate people listening to this to actually take a weekend and sit down and put a death file together? Well, for me personally, it's about legacy. It's about leaving behind a gesture or a reminder of who I was. I've always loved and taken care of my family and I will do that even from beyond the grave. So I would really challenge people to question their own legacy, to question how they want to be remembered and to spare a thought for their families and to do a little work now so that their families can mourn in peace. I think this is even more relevant for the primary breadwinner in the family. Most people assume having a life policy in place or a funeral policy in place is all that is needed. But people often forget that school fees still need to be paid, food and groceries need to be purchased and life has to continue while these policies are processed. What advice do you have with regards to these issues? Well, in addition to having insurance policies in place and a detailed will, I would say that every family should have an accessible emergency fund to see the family through the first few weeks. I have personally witnessed on several occasions when the primary breadwinner dies, how even a middle class family can become desperate and often destitute. The point of an accessible emergency fund is something that is not often discussed, but I think this is probably one of the most important things to help your family cope. Are there any other specific death planning related elements people should focus on? Having personally been involved in sorting out several estates in my life, I would say that hoarding in excess can cause a massive burden 
on the family left behind. So I personally try and live as lean as possible and as light as possible so that my stuff doesn't become somebody else's problem one day. Hopefully this episode has encouraged you to sit down and do a little planning and upfront work to ease the burden on your family when you pass on. If you are interested in money, financial freedom and being surrounded by like-minded people, then check out our free courses on our website www.globalmoneyacademy.com. You can also catch us daily on our YouTube channel. Just head over to YouTube and search for Global Money Academy. You've been listening to The Money Podcast. To get access to our future episodes, please subscribe to our podcast via your podcast app. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Global Money Academy.